listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Hey, I just got off stage from announcing Mo and I met one of my fellow 20th anniversary people who's been to all 20. Actually, he's got me beat. He's been to summer sessions, so that's makes, this makes 21 for him. Uh, can you just say your name and where you're from? Hi, I'm Seth. Uh, Camp Gramps. Camp Gramps. Seth's been to all 20. Well, it's good to meet you, man. Thanks. Well, howdy there, folks. Well, I know it's been a while. It's been a while. But I'm finally back. With the first of two, who knows, maybe three parts to cover the 20th anniversary of the Summer Camp Music Festival. What I can tell you is that part two will feature an interview with the Wood Brothers, Oliver and Chris Wood and John O'Ricks. However, I didn't record that one myself, and we have to wait a little bit longer for that. That interview was one of many highlights of my 20th summer camp and the festival's 20th anniversary. Camp was everything I hoped for this year. I even learned some things. Uh, apparently y'all are calling stickers slaps now? What's that about? Why can't we just call them stickers? Oh, and I picked up a good piece of veteran advice. Which hand do you put your wristband on? Anyone know? Your non-wiping hand, people. That's right, whichever hand you wipe your ass with, put the wristband on the other hand. You're welcome. You also heard one of my highlights at the top of the episode there as I got on stage to introduce Mo, and I got to tell you that story briefly. Uh, So every year on Friday, the camp counselors get on stage and one of us introduces Mo before they take the stage for their first set of the weekend. A couple years ago, I turned down the opportunity because I wanted to do it on my 20th summer camp. And then, of course, a pandemic took that away. So the stage was set, figuratively, for me to do it this year. And about an hour before I was set to do it, word came down that the counselors couldn't be on stage because of the COVID protocols. To which I replied, oh yeah, I get it. But what if just one of us is on stage? So the plan was for me to do it solo. But then, about a half hour prior, word came back that I could only do it if I was to get a rapid test which takes 15 minutes. 
So, with my trusty cohort Rob, he whisked me off to the mobile testing site. And, of course, something went wrong with the first test, and after the second swab, we waited. Now, the reason this was so nerve-wracking was that because if for some reason I did have COVID, keep in mind I was vaccinated and had to show proof as we were technically employees of the festival. But the reason it was so scary, that is if it did come back, I was going to come back positive, I was going to have to leave immediately without any of my stuff. And I had no time to prepare for that. I didn't even have my car key on me. Anyway, about 13 minutes later, the man, Ian Goldberg, phones us and says, come on over to the main stage. It's fine. So we get back on the golf cart and we tear through the grounds and arrive just in time. Now I say just in time because they sent me right up on stage. However, Mo came out about 10 minutes later anyway, so I think they were safe from my wookery. And one thing I wish I had said in that intro is how grateful I am to the members of Mo for their time with me on this podcast and for the many hours of happiness that they've brought me at camp alone. So thanks, guys. So this episode is really just one man's account of camp. I pulled a bunch of audio clips from my phone, so it's a lo-fi episode, but I think you'll find it really does give you the flavor of camp. I tried to capture a little of everything that I saw. Here's me on Wednesday night, clearly high, but also in awe of what summer camp has become. This was right after Camp Counselor Nick's documentary was shown to the people in line on the Kenny's Westside Pub stage out by the parking lot. Hey, summer campers. It's Wednesday night. Seems like, uh, well, it's almost 2 o'clock in the morning, Thursday morning. Seems like most of the counselors have gone to bed. People are turning in, trying to take advantage of the shade of the night to get some sleep. Because once that sun comes up, you true campers know there's no sleeping in. But man, I'm looking out at the woods right now. We don't get to set up there quite yet. We're camping over by the church, but thinking about this tree line and what I'm seeing here I mean 20 years ago I was here it was Memorial Day well it wasn't even Memorial Day weekend in the first festival but I was here and the woods was dark and there were probably I mean certainly nobody was here on a Wednesday night it would have been starting on Friday you know and people out having campfires in the woods hanging out here I am 20 years later at the same festival and there's this massive presence here already Wednesday night before the pre-party even begins the trailers of you know showers and porta potties and the whole medical trailer thing is impressive there's people riding around on golf carts you can hear them behind me right now Like, it's just this massive operation that came from Mo playing in the woods on a pop-up stage where the moonshine is now, where the moonshine stage is now. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's hard to, hard to take it all in. It's, uh, it's really good to have been a part of it. So, yeah. A little cheese ball, but I was feeling it after Nick's documentary. 
And speaking of, this year I camped with the camp counselor legend himself, and he graced us with this performance of his old camp poem classic. Come here, I'm going to read this for you. Here, quick. When I gave her my number, the phone was dead. I did nothing. <clears throat> the legend of free dank-ass shots. Gather round, young scampers, and I'll tell you a tale about free dank-ass shots and all that entails. This was early when the festival's days numbered two. It meant many scampers were still raging when it was through. Late-night shenanigans ran rampant in the woods, where fairies, wookies, and wood nymphs were up to no good. I found myself wandering around, looking for things scored on the ground. When the hour was late and my legs were sore, I went to find my tent to sleep on the floor. As I tucked myself in snugly for a rest, I heard Dave approach. Man, that guy's a mess. He had a burnt, burnt bratwurst and a really sweet score, two bottles of booze do donated by some scampers who wanted no more. El Himidor tequila paired with a bottle of white rum. After a couple of shots, we thought, hell, this could be fun. The sun was slicing across the horizon as we set out seeking partiers not knowing where to find them. We started our chant that would become our call, free dank-ass shots, free dank-ass shots for all. It started slowly with a shot here and there. But before long, people still partying appeared. As we wandered to and fro, many people gave us bottles to continue the show. A 1.75 of Admiral Nelson's was a test, but Dave and I were drinking with the best. Some scampers looked green as we offered our wares. One took a second to vomit before accepting our dare. We were traveling a, we were a traveling circus of drunken fun, all along screaming, Free dank-ass shots for everyone! It was 9 a.m. We were drunk, but on our feet. Needless to say, we, we were ready for sleep. Just then, an old man appeared. Hey, are you guys still partying? Have this here. And with that, he shoved a pill in, in Dave and I's hands. Dave swallowed it down. I abstained. Into my pocket, that little blue pill went as my brother emerged from within his big tent. What the hell are you? Are you fucking drunk? He must have known because I kind of stunk. Get your shit together. We're leaving right now. I said, well, you're driving because I can't know how. He packed up his things in an, in an annoyed huff. I did the same, but you know, drunk. We loaded our car and started to fly. Sadly, he decided to stop at a gas station nearby. The Illinois State Trooper was parked by a truck. I tried not to look at him thinking, man, we could be fucked. He knew he smelled something fishy when we made our stop. Hell, he always smells something fishy. It's his job. He's a cop. My tags were expired by just one day, just enough for the interdiction officer to head our way. He pulled us over and there we sat with a pause. The cop ran our plates and kept his eyes open for probable cause. After 30 minutes of anticipation and unrest, the cop came back with a simple request. Do you mind if I search your car, he said. My brother, now thoroughly annoyed, wasn't right in his head. It's not even my car. It's his. The cop that looked at me and he said, step out of the car, please. <laughs> Barefoot and still quite buzzed, I hopped out of the passenger seat to talk with the fuzz. He repeated his query, but to me this time, and then it was uh, with this moment of clarity entered my mind. I looked at him in the eye and I steadied my feet. You've had us sitting here for half an hour in this heat. We are tired and hungry, as I'm sure you know. I asked the officer, are we free to go? And with a nod and a grimace, he said yes. I raced to my seat and my brother hit the gas. And with that, we were on our way back to the homeland with an expired registration ticket tucked in my hand. So those that remember the morning long ago when a copious amounts of booze, free booze flowed, I say to you, thanks for sharing the gut rot. I'll never forget the free dank ass shots. Free dank ass shots. And sometimes you really stumble onto something cool at camp just by wandering around. Camp Counselor Nick and his cohort Corey and I decided to check out the moonshine on Thursday. And who did we find? But our favorite percussion section doing a sound check. So here's a little taste of Jim and Vinny messing around on stage for an audience of no more than 10 people.
you can find music at camp everywhere, even off the beaten path. Here's one festival goer that had a small setup at the crossroads in the woods, which is just good self-promotion. This is Sherrod Woods. So all of the counselors get a plus one. Camp counselor Kevin, who is relentless in his video pursuits and graduated to being the official video guy for the campfire stage this year, always brings his trusty assistant, Owen. Now, Owen had his own promotion this year as he is in the band Undercover Organism. They played on the campfire stage as one of the On the Road winners. Here's a little bit of that. And summer camp wouldn't be summer camp without a raging solo from Adam of Family Groove Company. (laughs) 
Here's a couple clips from the Everyone Orchestra show on Sunday. So this got shifted around a couple times and ended up on the Moonshine stage, and as usual, Matt Butler delivered a great set of improv. And I think Kanika Moore really shined through here. And by that I mean musically, but damn, she was looking good too. Headliner alert. Here's the opening of Billy String's set. I think everyone was happy there. Also looking smooth with his, with his pink hair. See? And you thought I was sexist for only commenting on Kanika's looks. Here's Billy Strings. <laughs> Honey, come on. 
was Keller. Now, the audio here is rough, but it's not something you'll probably find elsewhere. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time as Keller did an unamplified surprise pop-up set just outside the VIP tent. Here's a short clip of him covering Fish's classic, The Wedge. Here's a little taste of one of our guests from this season, Mr. Andy Frasco.
Now there was one set that I absolutely refused to miss no matter what the counselor job called for. For me, this was the main headliner this year. I'm going to play a couple clips from the boy's ween. So rumor has it you shouldn't offer Diener your marbs. If y'all haven't seen this whole thing between Luke from La Special and Dean Ween, you should look that up. There's a great group on Facebook called Ween Meme Exchange. The short version is that Dean asked if Luke had a cigarette. Luke held out the pack of Marlboros, and Dean took it, took the whole pack, and said, Thanks, numbnuts, and walked away. The truth is that Luke is a grade-A troll and knows how to get the interwebs riled up. Dean claims it didn't even happen, but oh man, never cross ween fans. They will break the internet over your head and shove the pieces up your ass. Anyway, here's ween.
then there was Sunday. As always, I closed out the festival with Mo, and here was their finale. I'm going to say bye here, and no, I'm not going to say it in the obnoxious, smartless way. I'm just going to say I will talk to you again soon in part two with the Wood Brothers as my guest. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you so much. Take care.